Welcome to the Landlord's Resource. Hello, I am Jamie Swam, and I'm here with Connor Swam, and we are hosts of the Landlord Resource brought to you by Swam Property Management. And each week we provide practical content to educate and empower landlords. So, uh, hey Connor, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. All right. Well, today we're going to talk about the eviction process and anyone that's been a landlord any length of time knows that eventually one of your tenants or your tenant is going to stop paying rent and you're going to need to file an eviction process. And so uh, recently uh, we went through this process. Connor took the lead on it. So uh, Connor, uh, just give us a little bit of an overview of the process. Uh, real quick, we had a tenant that stopped paying rent and uh, made it clear that for whatever reason, rent was not going to be paid uh, in the future or at that time at all. So we were forced to file an official eviction against them to try and get them out of the property and to also uh, possibly get a judgment to help get the owner back some of the money uh, that the owner lost in the meantime as well. And um, what was the most challenging part of the process for you? The most challenging part of, of the eviction process was really figuring out how to file correctly. So you need a, a lot of different documents together, put together when you file it. Um, and if you are missing any single one of those documents, it could ruin your entire eviction process. Also, there's an official complaint form. I'll, I'll, I'll put a link uh, to it from the official government website, uh, Delaware government website uh, in the description so that you could take a look at it. But learning to fill out that document correctly was actually, uh, took a lot longer than I expected. It was actually uh, uh, pretty hard. Um, I actually got some help from the ladies inside of the JP court to make sure that I filled it out correctly, got a little feedback on it, uh, and was able to get it done correctly the first time as a result of their help and, and a lot of research that I had done. Yeah, it sounds like they were a huge help. So what was the most important thing you learned in the process? The most important thing that I learned in the process is that your case will get thrown out if it's not put together correctly. Uh, so if you think that uh, you can just file an eviction, show up in court, not have to prepare anything, uh, and get the get summary possession, which is the house back into your ownership and out of the tenant's name, uh, then you're so, you're going to be sorely mistaken. You need to come to court um, in front of the judge. You need to come with all of your documents put together in the right way, and you need to make your case in the right way, or you're not going to get what you want, and you and your owner of the home are just going to be out of luck. Uh, and so it really benefits you and the owner. Uh, every hour that you spend preparing is an hour well spent. Uh, so really just getting all that together in the right way really, really is uh, uh, the most important thing that I learned. I, uh, I have a note here that, uh, that the five-day letters need to be impenetrable. And you know we did a whole podcast just on how to do a five-day letter. And I would encourage you to pop over, take a look at that. But what, uh, what do you mean by impenetrable? So if any one thing, there are a couple of things that go into sending a five-day letter correctly. Uh, first, you need to send them correctly. And then the second thing is the correct information needs to be on that five-day letter. So you can't leave some important information out. And you also can't add any more information than is explicitly stated uh, in the Delaware Landlord Tenant Code. So we did a whole podcast on that. Uh, you guys can go take a look at it, uh, sending five- and seven-day letters. But if any one of those things is wrong... Your, your entire eviction process can be nullified and your entire eviction will be thrown out. You'll be forced to start over. You've wasted at this point two to three months of your time, end of the owner's time, end of the owner's money, and it's really just a bad situation to be in. And it all starts with having a five-day, five or seven-day letter, depending upon which you filed with, 
that is impenetrable, that there is absolutely nothing wrong with it, that you followed the letter of the law and you can explain to the judge or the court or wherever you are exactly why your letter is the way it is. So what would you do differently next time? I wouldn't do anything differently next time. Uh, long story short, we were able to evict the tenant without having to get an official eviction notice, which takes some time to process. And sometimes you don't even get an eviction for the next day. We got what is called a stipulated agreement, uh, where basically it is a, an agreement between you and the current tenant where the judge signs off on it. And if any one party violates their side of the stipulated agreement, you can immediately bring an action like a judgment or a summary possession against them uh, without having to wait the full length of time. So because I was able to meet the tenant outside of court uh, and get, get, get a good situation, a good compromise with them, we were able to get possession of the home back the very next day, um, written to us actually by the judge. So we had possession the very next day. And we also got the amount of money that the owner had to spend in the meantime while the tenant wasn't paying rent back in his pocket. Um, so we didn't have to get the courts involved. We didn't get an official judgment. So the tenant's record was able to stay clean and we, we were able to help the owner out, get the home back, get him some money back. And everyone at the end of the day was, was able to win as a result of that. Yeah, that was great. And our, uh, our owner was very, very happy with that outcome. Yeah. So, uh, so for the landlord that's listening to this that has not yet had to file an eviction but will uh, in the future or you know, maybe for the landlord that uh, is about to file uh, an eviction or maybe for the landlord that tried to file an eviction and, and it didn't go well, uh, what's the most important piece of advice that you would give to them? Uh, I have a couple pieces of advice uh, that I'd give to a, a landlord, try, or landlord or owner trying to file for eviction. The first is always follow through. Uh, so if your tenant stops paying rent, it's technically late on midnight of the 5th. On the morning of the 6th, your letter should be going out. It doesn't matter who the tenant is. It doesn't matter what story they told you. It doesn't matter how many tenants you have that are liable for the rent. It doesn't even matter how much of the rent is missing. If any portion of the rent is late, you need to file on the day that you are legally, you need to send that five to seven day letter, start that eviction process on the day that you are legally allowed to. That protects both you uh, and the owner, and it actually, at the end of the day, will help the tenant um, to make sure that the next time they're in a situation where they can't pay rent, they know exactly what they need to be doing to prevent damage on their um, eviction history, on their credit history, and so that they also can be trained correctly to pay rent when they owe it. Uh, so it actually helps everyone out at the end of the day if you follow the letter of the law. Uh, another thing is, um, if you file for eviction, so you've sent your five to seven day letter, if you file for eviction too soon, uh, it's, it could actually invalidate your entire eviction process. So you need to figure out what is called a court day. It's not just a normal business day. Uh, it's not a calendar day. It's called court days. Um, and we explain that a lot in um, our previous podcast, five to seven day letters. I encourage you to go take a look at that. But if you do not, fi if you file before the correct amount of court days have gone by, then your entire eviction is actually invalidated you'll be forced to start over. And that, that doesn't help anyone. That wastes everyone's time, everyone's money, and no one gets help. Uh, and the last thing is, if you are representing a property owner, so you're the property manager, and if you wanna represent, if you wanna represent your property management company, or you wanna represent the company that you own as an owner, you need to file what is called a Form 50. A Form 50 is a document that is signed and, and approved by, the, by Newcastle County that allows you to represent an LLC or a corporation, whatever company you have set up in court. So unless you have that document 
filed correctly with the court beforehand, this needs to be done before you show up, then you actually won't be able to try your case and your eviction will get thrown out because nobody will be legally allowed to represent you there and you'll be considered uh, that you didn't show up, that you basically just dropped the case. And so that is, that, that is not good. All you have to do, it's a simple document. I'll, I'll put a link to it in the description again. It's just real quick, print it out, fill it out, get it notarized, and then you're all good. File it with the court. Um, I don't know what, what fee is attached to that, but it's, it's like five or 10 bucks or something like that to file the Form 50 correctly. And again, you need that for anyone you want. So if you have three people in your company that handle your eviction process, all three of them need Form 50s if they're all going to show up at the court. So if you don't have a Form 50 and you want to represent someone, you can't. You need a Form 50 to represent another company or another person. Okay, great. Um, anything that you want to add? Nope, that's pretty much everything. If you want to learn more about the eviction process, just take a look at all of our content online. Take a look at all of our podcasts. Listen to them again. I, I listen to, re-listen to podcasts all the time just to get more information, and I find that I actually learn a lot more listening to a podcast the second or third time around uh, because I missed some things or whatnot, and uh, I get it on the second or third time. Okay, well, thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. Hey, guys, thank you for tuning in today. We are extremely appreciative that you would spend some of your time with us. It would mean the world to me, and I mean the world, if you would leave a like, rating, or review. We would love to see some of your feedback.